Okay, Shalom Aleichem, everybody. Um, this week we are celebrating the birthdays of Daniel Berry and Mrs. Sarleh Morvich, Sipe Sachriber, and Perry Devaney, Tova Zacharya, all celebrating their birthdays this week. Of course, all Hasidim and all the Jewish people are celebrating this coming Matzei Shabbos, the birthday of the Rebbe. So it's really a special time of mazel and bracha. And she have a year of bracha, v'atzlacha, begashnes, v'ruchnes, be a happy birthday and with mazel and bracha and atzlacha. The yard site of Shoshana Reber's father is this week, Shmuel Yosef and Mordechai Levi, is Neshama Shadav and Aliyah. Yeshiva Yikotabetar for you and for your family, for all good, b'seich klal Yisrael. This year, this year Pesach falls out in the very same way that it fell out the very first time. The first time the Jewish people left Egypt, Pesach fell out the same way it does this year. Shabbos was the 10th of Nisan, and Wednesday night was the day, the 15th of Nisan, when we actually left Egypt. So every year we celebrate, and we're supposed to envision and picture ourselves as if we, we ourselves left Egypt. But it's highlighted more this year because this year the Passover falls out exactly the same way that it did the very first time. So there's something more Passover-like this year than any other year. Because every year the Torah says on the anniversary of a day when something special happened, the godly energy that came to the world at that time it comes back again. But Darizal emphasizes it's not just it comes back in a similar way, but it it's the same godly energy, but more. It's Malam Bakodesh. Every year there's a higher godly energy that descends upon the world than was ever here before. So this is highlighted, special, especially this year, because of the way Passover falls out. And this Shabbos is called the Great Shabbos. Now we have many holidays. We have Passover, we have Purim, we have Yom Kippur, we have Sukkot, we have so many holidays. But not one of our holidays is called the Great Holiday. We don't have any holidays, we don't call Yom Kippur the Great Yom Kippur. We don't call Purim the Great Purim. And there's no other Shabbat of the year, no other Shabbos that we call the Great Shabbos. Why does this Shabbos have this name, Gadol, the Great One? What's so great about the Shabbos? What does that, what does that mean? If I were to ask you, if you to think back on about a great moment in your life, what would you consider as a great moment in your life? What would something that you would look at that moment and say that was a great moment in your life? Many people are blessed to be married. They think about the day that they got engaged. Many people were blessed to have a child. Talk about the moment that they became a father or a mother. Some people who have graduated college think that that's a great moment in life, the day that they got their diploma, the day they passed the last exam. Some people who are blessed to have work talk about the day that they landed the first deal or the day that they got their first job. These are all special moments in a person's life. They're all great moments, it would seem. But if you think deeper 
into those moments themselves, and those, ex- those exact moments, those examples, those moments aren't really the great moment. I'll tell you what I mean. You see, the great moment isn't the moment you graduate university with a diploma in your hand. The great moment really began a long time before. It probably began in some living room, on some couch, watching something that doesn't make you proud, and you decide, you know what, enough. And you roll up your sleeves, and you say, I need to make a change. You need to make a step forward. That is the great moment. It's a moment of decision. It's a moment of power where you roll up your sleeves and you change where you were before and you make a step forward. That's what greatness is. In a similar way, we had many miracles happen in Egypt before this, the miracles that happened on this coming Shabbat. But there's something great about what happened on this coming Shabbat. The reason why it's called great is because it was decisive. It was something that that, that shook up the altar cart, that apple cart, that, that, that shook up the throne of the Pharaoh, that everything else that happened afterwards f- flowed smoothly after the events of this Shabbat. What happened this Shabbat? This Shabbat is the 10th day of Nisan. The 10th day of Nisan was the day when God told the Jewish people that everyone should take a sheep and bring the sheep to their homes and keep the sheep in their homes for four days. And then on the 14th day of Nisan, to slaughter the sheep and offer it as a sacrifice to God. Okay, it's not so convenient having a sheep in your house. It may be easier to have a sheep in your house than have some of your children in your house, perhaps. But the Torah says that God told us to keep the sheep in our house. Why? Because when God took us out of Egypt, we were like naked from any of God's commandments. We weren't fully dressed spiritually. We were missing spiritual clothing. We were lacking in our spiritual garments. So God says, okay, I got one for you. I got a tough one for you. And this one, you try this one, this one will this one will be the one that will wrap you up, will give you something, and allow you to be worthy of leaving Egypt. What's the big one? The big one is that God tells us that we need to take the sheep, put the sheep in our houses. Okay, it's not so convenient. Why it's such a, why it's such a big one? Well, consider this. The Egyptians worshipped idols and they worshipped sheep. So taking a sheep and putting it into your house was asking your Egyptian neighbors for a fight. What are you doing with our gods? Why are you touching the god? And the Jews were required to have the bold response that this is what God commanded us and we're doing this to prepare for good news. The good news is we're going to leave Egypt. God's going to take us out of this exile. All the firstborn Egyptians are going to die and we're celebrating. And this is part of our celebration as we offer this sacrifice to God and happens to be a sheep. The Egyptians heard this and they were very frightened. So they went to the Pharaoh. They told the Pharaoh, you got to let these guys go. This is not, uh, this isn't good. They're saying that all the firstborn Egyptians are going to die. They knew when Moses said something, it meant business. He said blood, there was blood. He said frogs, there was frogs. He said the firstborn Egyptians are going to die. Pharaoh, you're a firstborn, pay attention. The Pharaoh said, guys, don't worry about this. Uh, Don't worry. The firstborn Egyptians said, Pharaoh, we are worried. You got to let them out now. And Pharaoh resisted. And there was a civil war between the firstborn Egyptians and the Egyptian army. And many, many people were killed. 
And that's what the Torah means in that prayer that we say before Baruch Sha'amar tomorrow on Shabbat. We say the words, God killed the Egyptians with their firstborn. The simple meaning, you read the verse, you probably think it means, oh, God killed the firstborn. No. It says God killed the Egyptians with their firstborn. It wasn't that he killed the firstborn. It's the way he killed the Egyptians was with their firstborn. When the firstborn were so frightened about what's going to happen to them, they began the civil war, and that's what caused the Pharaoh's throne to be shaken up and made it possible for all the subsequent miracles and wonders that allowed our people to leave Egypt started from that moment. So the truth is that it wasn't the emancipation from exile. We weren't free yet, but it was the beginning. It was the first, it was a, it was a great moment because it was a decisive moment. It wasn't the final moment. It wasn't the moment that you were able to sh- take off your shackles and walk free out of Egypt. That certainly is a great moment. But the Torah says, no, don't consider that the great moment. The great moment, the great Shabbat, the great moment in history isn't what, the, what happened later, what God did. The great moment in history is the moment that we faced our captors. We faced those who imprisoned us. We faced those who for hundreds of years were putting us down and torturing us. And, putting, and, and we had the wherewithal. We had the boldness. We had the chutzpah. We had the Jewish faith and pride to respond to the Egyptians and say to them the truth, that there is a God in the world. And this is, and this is, the, this is the truth, and he's going to take us out of Egypt. That truth and that boldness came from a very deep place. That's why this happened on the 10th day of Nisan. The number 10 in Hebrew, in Judaism, in Kabbalah, is very significant. The number 10 is associated with the letter Yud. The Yud is the first of the four letters of God's name. It says in the Torah, a portion of God is his people. That means each of us has within ourselves a portion of God. So just like God's name has four letters, we also have four letters. Our soul has, in every Jewish soul, there is a representation of the four energies, of the four letters of God's name. The last letter of God's name, the letter He, corresponds to the power of action. The second to last letter, the letter Vav, corresponds to feelings. The first letter He corresponds to the power of the soul to understand God's oneness. But the Yud, the Yud of God's name is connected to the Pintaliyid, the deepest part of the Jewish soul, that even after hundreds of years of exile can never be extinguished. That part in us, which is always innocent and always pure and always true, and can never be wiped out. So here we are, and we, in the midst this culture, this depraved culture, which this pagan culture that's worshipping these sheep and challenging us, and the Jew isn't afraid of them. And the Jew turns to the Egyptians and says, I don't, this doesn't matter. The, let me tell you something. There's a God in the world. Where did that come from? It came from the Yud within the soul. The deepest part of our souls would allow us to have that bold response. And that's why, if you look in, in the Shabbat prayers, there's there's a 20, there's um, several times we say the words, because his kindness was everlasting. We say it again and again, his kindness is everlasting. But when you get to the verse which says, God killed the Egyptians with their firstborn, before the words, his kindness is everlasting, there's a letter Yud there. 
The letter Yud there is because it came from the Yud within the Jewish soul, and it happened on the 10th day of Nisan. There are other times in history that are connected to the 10th day of Nisan. We were in the desert for 40 years, but finally we arrived in Israel. What day did we arrive in Israel? What day was the 40 years finally over? When was that great moment, that decisive moment that we're no longer in the desert and we're in Israel? It was the 10th day of Nisan when our people finally arrived in Israel. This, this Passover is happening in the background of all kinds of worries. People are waiting for a great moment. People are waiting for the curve to flatten. People are waiting for this virus to be something of past history. People are waiting for that decisive moment when God will end the exile and bring about the coming of Mashiach. May it happen right now. As this is all happening, there is something, there's a quiet place of solace, of strength, and that is in the recesses of our soul, the Yud, which is in our soul. And that Yud has the resilience to define what exactly is going on in the, in the world and how we should view things. The night of Passover has a name. What's the night of Passover called? It's called the night of the Seder. There are four different levels of explaining Torah. There is pshat, a simple meaning. There is remez, there are hints. There's drush, there's, uh, there's a midrashic explanations. And there is kabbalah, there's kabbalistic explanations. Seder is an acronym for the three deeper interpretations of Torah. The night of the Seder reminds us that God wants us not just to be satisfied with things on a simple level, but when there is exile and when there are challenges, to look deeper. And to remember, as the Maharal writes, that there is a Seder, that there is an order. Although things are changing and changing so fast in ways that never expected before, the Torah says you have to remember something. There's a difference between a jungle and an amusement park. When you're a jungle, it looks like everything's happening by itself. When you go on those one of those crazy roller coasters in Knott's Berry Farm or Magic Mountain or Disneyland, you may be shocked you maybe get a thrill but you don't think you're going to fall off because you know this was made by people and it's by design there's an order you know there's an order one thing we have to keep in mind with all that's going on is that there's an order in the world there's a, there's, and that's what the night of the seder the maral says grants us the ability to see yes we were 200 years in egypt yes there was a lot of suffering but there was an order there was a plan and the plan was that the purpose of this exile in egypt was in order that we should be redeemed and God should free us from the exile and we should go get the Torah and go and go to Israel today on the 10th day of Nisan. In a similar way, we're human beings, we're little people, we don't understand everything, but we have to remember one thing. There is a Seder, there is an order. All right, sorry about that. We have to realize that we're going somewhere, that God is controlling everything that's happening and that moment of change, that we're waiting for that great moment is going to happen, and that's what's going to happen, but everything that's happening now is all for that moment, that moment of redemption. And we ourselves have a lot to do with that moment.
the moment that God will end all the suffering and end all the sadness and transform everything to good is connected to the, the, the day of the 10th of Nisan and it's connected to the letter Yud within each of us. Which means, just like when you found your first job was because you worked before and you, the way you found your spouse was because of your, your, your efforts, in a similar way, the redemption is a product of all the good things that we're doing now. The mitzvot that we're doing, the Torah that we're learning, Albeit it's not in the synagogue and it's not the regular way and if God forbid Mashiach isn't here by Passover, you can't be the guy who's eating in the kitchen and joking around in the kitchen because you're the guy running the Seder. You can't wait for that knowledgeable uncle of yours, your knowledgeable Zayda, your knowledgeable cousin, who he's the guy who talks at the Seder and your knowledgeable uh, aunt, she's the one who asks the questions. You're the guy this year. Everyone counts and you're at the Seder and, and the Torah is telling us it's Shabbos HaGadol. It's the time of the great miracles time of the great wonders, and we're waiting for that great moment of God, and this year, God is also waiting for each of us to make a great moment within ourselves, and to add one good thought, one good word, one good action, to tip the scale, and to bring the redemption of Mashiach for all of our people forever. Have a wonderful, wonderful, happy Shabbos, time of miracles and wonders, time of blessing, let's connect with it, let's be a part of it, and let's have that great moment start right now. L'chaim. Good Shabbos.